What's up, podcast? It's AJ and it's your boy K Mac, aka the Commish, and we're back at it with another episode here in the Flob, uh, episode number five. Uh, we're live right now in the CC recording. Uh, we got Israel McKinney in the house. We got Maddie G, Maddie Gorilla in the house. They're here. One of them is gonna jump in for an interview later on so we got a jam-packed episode this is actually our championship recap episode so we're gonna go ahead and look back at some of those games from last week and talk about the winners yeah so let's just go ahead and jump right into it uh, third place matchup we had uh, my very own bounty hunters taking on uh, my brother's team Sandusky's tight ends and this this one hurt this one hurt a lot you know there was a, a lot of pride on the line a lot of bragging rights on the line and um my team gave gave it up gave it gave up the win <laughs> they just <laughs> they let they let uh sandusky's tight ends just come in and tear them up so oh man <laughs> you know it, it is what it is it is what it is and you know, I, I I put forth. I really feel like I put forth the best lineup that I could. I didn't really leave too many points on the bench. Um, yeah. So this uh, this game had some meaning behind it. Third place actually does take home some cash in the flop league, which is nice. Israel uh, Sandusky's tight ends just pulled it out. Thirty point win. He had Pat Patrick Mahomes, which is you know almost a for sure thirty points, and sure enough, thirty four points in this week. He also had a big game from Michael Thomas, who was a dud for him in the week before. He he actually was a couple points shy, or half a point shy, of making the championship game. And that's got to hurt. But it's got to feel a little bit better uh, to at least take home something. Um, but yeah, you you had some duds. I mean, Cameron Brait. Yeah, Cameron, Cameron Brait let me down. Um... Brandon Cooks, Brandon let me Cooks. Down. I thought the Broncos defense against Oakland was going to be a, yeah. a solid play. But Goff, one passing TD, he's going to. Yeah. He needed more. So I mean, I did what I could. You know, I I had some surprise plays. You know, uh, C.J. Anderson. I wasn't expecting all that. Um, he's been he's been looking pretty good the last couple weeks. C.J. Anderson's a good running back, man. Uh, we got Matty G here. Matty G. Fun fact of the day. When we were at Fresno City College, Matty G and I actually played against C.J. Anderson. He played for Laney Junior College, and we beat them. But he ran for like 250 yards off us. He was good. <laughs> okay. Matt, Matt couldn't tackle him. <laughs> good thing I was on the offensive side. Yeah, because you probably couldn't tackle him. <laughs> I, was, I was putting up the points. Oh, wow, Well, yeah, so Sandusky's tight ends took home third place, $200 prize. Um, good little chunk of change right there to end out the season. Um, I will be back next year. Count on it. Good luck. Uh, but we're going to move on here to the championship game, the real game. It really mattered. And what a game it was for K-Town Sluggers. 221 points, the highest score on the year, and he saved it for the championship week. No better way to finish the season. He's the champ, two-time champ now. He joins uh, you and I as the only members in this league to win the championship twice. Congrats, Connor. You welcome got it, you welcome got it to done. the club. Welcome to the club. 
You got it done. Uh, you'll be getting your Hall of Fame nomination soon, but there's only three of us in that. <laughs> yeah, he um, Cape Town Slugger man had guys going off, and we we talked about this um, in our championship preview show. And I actually picked Cape Town Slugger to come out on top. Yeah, you, you were You weren't agreeing with that. You wanted to go with Ben, which I don't blame you. I mean, yeah. Ben was the number one seed, and he has a stacked team. Ben's um, team Ben's team went off, too. I mean, 150 points should get you a win most weeks. Yeah, yeah, 150 points is, is good. Uh, but we, I just know that the uh, hot topic about Connor's team was his wide receivers. Yeah, and his receivers came through. Yeah, Antonio big, big Brown, forty-four points. Devontae Adams, twenty-four. Zach, we talked about Zach Ertz, right? Thirty-five points. Robert Woods, twenty-eight points. The big, another game changer was Aaron Rodgers, forty-eight points. Yeah, he he added uh, two rushing touchdowns, I yeah, believe. He did, and yeah. you know he had Shepard on the bench with seventeen. He had all the right moves this week. Yeah, yeah, you know. And, Ben was putting forth the, the same lineup he's been putting out the, the whole year, you know, and just had a couple duds. Uh, Stephon Diggs, dud. Um, Travis Kelsey. Travis Kelsey is another big one. He's usually like a 20-pointer. Yeah, he, he gets minimum. his touchdown, and he's back where he needs to be. But Big win for K-Town Slugger, though. So that that's the wrap-up. Um, before uh, we move on and – in this, I want to talk about the final standings of the league. Can we pull that up? Yeah, let's uh, let's look at that real quick. So the final standings. Final, um, final standings. You want me to just read them off? Or yeah, go ahead, read okay. them off. Just one through uh, one through twelve, one, right? One, one through twelve. So your regular season champ, Forks Dicks. Is it? Uh, this is just regular season. Yeah, or regular. after playoffs. Uh, this is just regular season. Okay. Or were you fine. looking for playoffs? No, that's fine. Okay, regular season champ was Horse Dicks coming in second, Bounty Hunters. Third place, K-Town Slugger. Fourth, Mango Season. Fifth, Sandusky's Tight End. Sixth, Ray Deuce. Seventh, Porta Beaners. Eighth, The Heavy Hitters. Ninth, Dem Boys. Tenth, Going Gorillas. Eleventh, Devastators. Twelfth, Just Win. Yeah, so it was another fun year. Um, I think uh, we. It looks like most of these guys will be back next year. Um, I don't think anything should change, right? In the yeah, in the mix. So. Yeah, unless some surprise dropout. But for the most part, it's gonna probably be the same same group of twelve heading into next year. Yep. Yeah. All right. Uh, so right now, I want to transition. Uh, we got some. Uh, mailbox questions that we need to answer so we're gonna go ahead and transition to our mailbox see what's going on there and then uh, we'll get, get into some announcements short episode today so we'll get into some announcements hey guys this is Spencer calling in from Clovis California love the podcast big fan uh, had a question actually a couple questions number one what do you think of the uh, Chargers and Rams um, getting it done this year is a is it a little weird seeing them do good? Um, also, number two, where do you see the Niners and Raiders next year with a healthy team and uh, a fresh start? Uh, both of those teams, uh, how how far do you see them going um, the next couple seasons? Uh, look forward to hearing your answers and and thanks again, guys. Love the podcast. Big fan. 
that's going to be it for us. Cool, cool. That was uh, Spencer calling in. Thank Appre you, Spencer. Yeah, appreciate the support. Glad you're li uh, liking the podcast. Uh, continue to listen. We'll have more uh, more things like this to, to answer. So we, we like doing this. That's a good question. Chargers, Rams, those are two really good teams this year. Both of them coming out of L.A. Everyone always forgets about the Chargers, calls them San Diego. Still. I, I, still, do I still do it, too. Um, I think they're two good teams. They're quality teams that I would not want to face in the playoffs. Obviously, I'll start with the Rams here, the L.A. Rams. These guys were good last year. Um, head coaches changed the culture of that team. They're an offensive powerhouse. Uh, it seems like the defense is kind of coming around here uh, when it matters. They they will be a tough out, and they I think they're playing for a bye uh, today. Yeah. So they win, they get that bye. That's going to help them out, especially with the injuries. They should get Todd Gurley back. It's nice to see that they got C.J. Anderson running, running good. Uh, that's just you know. A third down back they can throw in there and not have to worry about it or I actually CJ Anderson would be more of a change of pace guy but I think they're gonna be a tough team what do you think call what pace would he be changing just to slow slow it down a little bit so you think you think you think CJ Anderson's slow <laughs> I think he's slow you see how big he is hey, he looks he looks like a fullback hey, he's been running hard though I, he, he's got a little belly to him but uh, he's yeah he's he runs low. It's hard yeah, to tackle that guy. Yeah. He's like a like a bowling that ball. Was, that guy was trucking people last week. Um, but yeah, he's trucking Matty G too. To shoot, to uh, Spencer's question, um, I feel like this is obviously two really good teams, but two teams that are in like total two totally different spots, only because the Rams have a quarterback on his rookie deal. Which is which is allowing them to allocate money to other positions. If you look at what the Rams are doing, it really reminds me of what um, Seattle did when they were good. When for they that. with yeah. Russell Wilson on his rookie deal, because whenever you, if you can win, build got, a team around a, a quarterback on his rookie deal, like that's perfect. Because you look at these teams now that have hundred million dollar QBs, they can't add other it, pieces. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so the Rams are. The Rams are doing all the right things, and I, I mean, this is going to be a team to and and they made the moves on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah, and they their defense hasn't been what you thought it might be. No, with all those pieces, they're doing enough. They're doing enough. They're doing though. enough. That offense is good. Yeah, and their opportunistic defense. Yeah. Um, I mean, you have Aaron Donald just wrecking havoc on the D line. Three three sacks away from the record. Right. Yeah, so I really like what the what the Rams are doing. I feel like they they're making all the right moves. Um, Chargers. The Chargers. Now you have a, a, a Q, they're in like win now mode. You got you an know. old aging QB. Yeah, and you know they they have a lot of injuries, especially in the secondary on the defense side of the ball. They yeah. came into it with uh, Bosa. He was hurt. He missed some time, but he's a beast. Um, they have young. They have young pieces, but I don't think that they're at um, the same spot that the Rams are long term. And you know what? With the Chargers, what's kind of tough for them is they're going to end up being a twelve and four team or whatever it is that yeah. they might end with, and they're going to have to play a wild card game away. Yeah, and they're the they got the best record in the AFC, tied. Yeah. 
and they're gonna have to go away on the road and play a game. That's hard. Um, it, well, yeah, because Kansas and, City, like, like Kansas, they, they, you know, it just sucks to have a record like that. And then they're gonna have to go play the Colts or the Titans. I think it'll be or uh, or Baltimore. I think it might be Baltimore. In that case, you, you'd have to you'd want to play in the dome. In yeah. a dome, play Indy. And and Baltimore's got that stingy defense. Right. That's a tough draw, like to be the best record in the AFC and then have to go play on the road against Baltimore. Yeah, I I think the Chargers though they do have a team um, that can that can hang with anybody. I like their offense. I love Philip Rivers, man. I, I feel yeah. like this dude, it, he has no fear. Like I, he can put the team on his back, and uh, and I mean we've seen him get the job done before, and he's got a lot of weapons. He's just the ultimate competitor. Exactly. Like. Yeah. He, yeah. He's not afraid of nothing. Dude. Yeah. He'll, he can fire with the best of them. Yeah. All right. Uh, any Any other takes on the Chargers or the Rams? Uh, the Chargers defense, like uh, Melvin Ingram and, and uh, Bosa, they're probably one of the better pass rushing duos in the NFL. Yeah. And uh, Derwin James, they got the first round safety. Safety. Um, they got they have pieces on the defensive side of the ball. I think the biggest question with the Chargers will be. Uh, successor to Philip Rivers. Yeah, move if you're looking Moving forward. forward yeah. yeah, yeah. All right, uh, let's go ahead and take a look at the second part of Spencer's question. He talked about the Niners and he talked about the Raiders. Obviously, Spencer's from California. He's asking about the California teams. Niners, Raiders, so he, he talks about Chargers, Rams, these guys getting it done. But on the other end of the spectrum, he got the Niners and you got the Raiders. I don't see much light for the Raiders at the end of this. I, I honestly think it's going to be about three years till they get get some pieces that can start um, actually doing something for them. I don't I don't like Gruden's approach. He had two Pro Bowl young guys that he could have built the team around, and uh, he just didn't get. I don't know. He got rid of them and. Um, and I'm speaking of Amari Cooper, and I'm speaking of Khalil Mack. Right. Two guys on one on the offense, one on the defense. These guys go to another team and they start performing like they've always done. You know, yeah, Cooper had a down year, but you don't give up on someone that's that young just from one year, right? Or do you? I don't know. Oh yeah, are you asking me? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, yeah, you. It's it's tough, and and the only thing that I can. The only reason reasoning I can come up with is the fact that maybe John Gruden knew at the beginning of the year that they weren't that they were a ways away. So you you have two guys whose contracts are about to come up and they're gonna demand huge money. Why not trade them now while they have value and restart? They get two more first round picks. Yeah, I, I get it. He, and especially with Gruden. He's a guy that want his guys there to work in his system and if he didn't like what he saw there he's shipping them off yeah i i still uh worry about car i have a feeling car might might come next um it'll be interesting to see and the real dilemma with the raiders right now isn't even on the field yeah. where are they where are they gonna play next year they said fresno state <laughs> that's gonna happen. They can, hey, bring them here to kingsburg we got a stadium <laughs> yeah, we have plenty of seats to fill um yeah, it's gonna be tough, man. I had this conversation with um, with my uncle. Like the Raiders had put them themselves in a position to potentially be the first team, I believe, in the NFL to have three one hundred million dollar players. 
just the way that the receiver market was going, and if Cooper would have kept producing, you would have had a million dollar, a hundred million dollar receiver, a hundred million dollar defensive player, and a QB. Yeah. And you can't build a team like that. You just you're tying up way too much money. Um, obviously, Cooper's not gonna get, not gonna touch a hundred million dollars. I mean, yeah. unless Jerry Jones opens a bank, but I don't see him touching that. But um, it would have been tough. It, yeah, it would have. And he's getting some first-round picks, so we'll see if he can make those picks work for him. And we'll see if they can find a place to play. I hope they don't go to San Francisco. That'd be weird. Yeah, it'd be super weird. Um, but we'll see where they end up uh, next year. Uh, hopefully they could just finish it out there in Oakland, uh, give it to their fans, you know. I mean, they're already leaving them for Vegas, so. Right. Uh, let's talk about the Niners now. Uh, I have a little more hope for the Niners. I do like what's going on there. I don't know if Garoppolo is the guy, especially coming off of that injury. We'll see how he bounces back. I do like what I've seen in Mullins. Yeah. I, I like the kid. He's young. Uh, he's shown that he could play in the league. Yeah, he makes some mistakes, but that's what young guys are going to do. And he's on a bad – He's, a, I mean, he's on a bad team. So, I mean, if they can get that team, I mean, that offensive line a little bit better, uh, keep building, that guy could be the answer. So, if I were the coach or the GM, I would look to trying to keep Mullins around because I don't know what Garoppolo's going to look like coming back to next season. Yeah, uh, I, I, I'm a huge Mullins fan. I, I was so tempted to pick him up off of waivers and just to stream him a few weeks. But just the the fact of him being like an unknown, do I really trust this guy? You know, it kind of kept me away. Um, if Garoppolo comes back healthy, now I know they paid him his money, but Mullins has shown enough, I believe, to be a starting quarterback for that team. I feel like I don't think that they go that way. But would you be so? Would you be shocked? If they if they gave Mullins a go, or do they keep do they put Garoppolo on a short leash? No, th- this is Garoppolo's team. I think you got to see what you got in him next year. But if at any point Garoppolo shows that that knee isn't you know the same, or that he just can't get wins, I mean you got Mullins there as a backup, and you can always put him in. Now, I think you got to go hundred percent at Garoppolo though. You're he's the guy getting your money. He's the guy that you had envisioned taking over this team. And you, you got to hope that he bounces back from this injury. They do. And then they also got McKinnon. I mean, oh, they, yeah. they got that we forget about. And we didn't get to see him play, but you hope that someone like that could, could bounce back from an injury and, and hopefully give some more juice to, I think, already talented running back group. I, I think uh, Wilson's got some juice, and I think that – uh, Breda is actually a pretty good running back. He just gets injured too often. Yeah. But yeah. I think that's part of him getting a lot of carries. He's a guy that needs to split the ball. Right. Or split right. the load. Yeah, I agree. I was about to say that. Um, I think they need one of those bigger running backs. Maybe Wilson fits that role. I'm not too sure how big he is. But I can't see them uh, giving Breda, like, workhorse touches. You know, like, he's just not that player. Yeah. I don't think he's that durable. Um but then splitting it up, you know, once McKinnon comes back, you could see like a big uh, running back dilemma like uh, like what New England does. Yeah. How they have just like five or six running backs. 
and they're all interchangeable. I feel like. Let Let me uh, bring up a question here. What is What do the Niners do with their first pick? Wow. Do they go defense or I I go defense if I'm them. If, I think you continue to build on that side. Yeah, I, you know I I I can see that. Um, but may, I think I would touch the O line. Yeah. I think I would try to protect, protect your hundred million dollar man. Um, I I love the Niners front seven. Mm-hmm. I mean they they have put put out like four first round picks on in, in the front seven. Uh, DeForest Buckner. Uh, Thomas out of Stanford. I think another guy, Armstead, um, Eric Armstead out of Oregon. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they have a couple of linebackers that I really like. It's unfortunate the whole Ruben Foster thing that might have set him back a little bit. But uh, I could see either them addressing the offensive line, preferably a left tackle or a corner. The secondary. Yeah, yeah secondary. that's what I was thinking. Uh, so I, I do have some hope for the Niners. I think they can be a surprise team next year that can, you know, get some big wins and who knows, get, get the ball rolling. Wild card team. Could. Yeah. I I wouldn't put it out. You know, um, they play in a division that is only really Seattle right now. Uh, Oh, I'm sorry. The Rams. Yeah. But, but Seattle too. Yeah. And Seattle. So So maybe not wild card. Yeah. That'd be tough though. Uh, we'll see what happens with them, but I, I mean, both Bay Area. Teams, yeah, Bay Area. It's gonna be a while. Yeah, I I'd say yeah another year or two for the Niners to really get get that thing rolling. Okay. Um, all right. Let's bring in a guest. Uh, we got one of my good friends, your good friend, uh, Maddie G, the Gorilla. Uh, played football with this guy. Went to school with him. Was a roommate. So we'd love to welcome him to the show. Uh, Maddie G. How you doing? What's up, man? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on the show. Yeah, no problem, man. So, it's always good to see you. Uh, you're back in town for a little bit. Um, just want to ask you a couple of questions. So, how did you feel about your team this year in FLOB? You know, it was a disappointing uh, year for me, obviously. Like, missed the playoffs, ended up 10th in the league. Not what I was hoping for, especially coming after my... Uh, my really good season last year that ended up unfortunately for me not even making the money after being the one seed. But uh, you know, I actually I actually liked my team. I, I thought I had some good pieces. I, I started off slow, came back. I started off one and five. I ended up being five and five. I had a had a pretty key matchup with XOU, and uh, you know my team faltered. It, it looked like shit. So I mean, I came back, but really couldn't get it done by the end of the season. So. You mentioned a couple of things that I want to bring up. I want to touch on real quick. You mentioned last year and a strong team that you had. How did that end? Who knocked you out? So it, it's <laughs> it, it was you, of course. Thank thank you for bringing that back up. Uh, and so, but then you mentioned that I knocked you out this year as well. Like put you out of contention. Yeah, well, I mean that was a regular season game that. Had a it lot of implications for and yeah, I didn't quite get it done, but I still had a shot. In the following week, I actually like started an inactive player, which is just a fantasy yeah. cardinal sin. Yeah. So I got nobody to blame but myself, and I don't think I would have won anyway. Had we uh, had, if we would have had this podcast going earlier, would you have made that mistake? Because we would have been a reminder to set your lineup. I, I think I would have because it was a Thanksgiving Day game. Mm. It was the Saints Falcons night game. I was with family. Yeah. I, I he was questionable. I expected him to play. Uh, Traycon Smith. Yeah, yeah. So I thought, you know what? I, I'm I'm I'd be shocked if he didn't play. And then 
I literally checked my phone uh, right after kickoff, and I saw he was inactive. And uh, let's go. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> no okay, excuse. so I'm looking at your your team right now, and my favorite player, just I mean, kind of like an unknown guy, um, that you picked up, you drafted. I think he came on towards the end of the season last year, but uh, George Kittle, yeah. tight end for the Niners. Um, explain to me why he was your tight end choice, because I don't see another tight end worth noting on your roster. Yeah. Yeah, I was actually really excited about him coming in the year, because he, him and Garoppolo had a really good rapport going at the end of last year. And, and you know, with tight ends, it's like one of those things where you either go early and you go big on a Gronk, who actually had a terrible year this year, but typically is a, a really good tight end. You go Kelsey, but then there's a huge clip that falls off, right? And typically, um, unless you kind of are in the right position in the draft to get one of those big-time tight ends, you start to look for different finds towards the, towards the back end. And I'm, I'm a, a, a guy that thinks I only carry one tight end on my team. I don't, I'd rather invest in... in receivers and running backs to see okay. you know if you get some handcuffs going get some guys that can you can fill in for, and stream throughout the time so I, I typically only carry one tight end and so Kittle I, I, I saw some potential in him I, I thought you know this is a guy who's kind of flying under the radar right now It'll be somebody who hey let's throw him in there Garoppolo likes to throw to him maybe he doesn't have a good year but I'll you know I'll pick someone up along the way and stream some tight ends uh, and it turned out to be, you know, it was, what, second best tight end of the year. So yeah. it ended up being a great pickup and, and somebody who powered my team for a while there. Again, I didn't have the season I was hoping for, but uh, he was a pleasant surprise for sure. All right, so you talked about your draft strategy right now uh, with that tight end position. Let me ask you a question, Matt. Since we're season's done, looking forward to next season, who is your, let's say you're on the board, number one you get the number one pick. Who are you drafting? That's a good question. I I think I it, it's hard to say anybody but Todd Gurley, right? I mean, especially with that Rams offense. I don't I, I don't know what their free agent situation is like, but from what I understand, you know they're going to have their core back. They'll have Goff back. They'll have um, a lot of their receivers back. You'll you'll get Cooper Cup back. That Sean McVay is obviously a really strong offensive mind. So you got to think that Gurley's going to be the guy there. He's a three down back. Uh, it's kind of hard to pass him up. I will say a guy that really stepped up this year that was kind of a later in the first round pick that I think has got to be in the conversation in top three is Christian McCaffrey. Oh, yeah. And, uh, you know, obviously that's coming from a little bit of a biased place because he was on my team in, in the B-Boys League. Um, but he had an incredible year. and he, He's another three down back. I think that that's what's key to me is when you're looking early – and I, I always think running back first because there's a lot of receivers, I think. Receiver goes a lot deeper. If you can get some guys that are a second, third best receiver on their team, you know, you can kind of like think of the Rams, for instance, right? You got Cooks, Woods, and Cup, let's say, that, that all can have decent games, but there's only really one running back that, that can for them. So I think you got to go running back early, and then you got to go running back that's going to get a lot of touches and a lot of passing catches, too. Because those are just, I mean, especially in the PPR league, those are like basically three points, you know, and they're going to dump it off, a little check down to Gurley. He's going to get four or five catches a game. I mean, that's kind of hard to, to look away from. So so you're Gurley all the way. Uh, is Saquon in that conversation? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's a good I didn't even think of him when the, when you asked the question. But yeah, definitely a, definitely a top guy, I think, too. I think why Gurley's still number one to me is that that offense is just so much better than the, the Giants. I think the Giants still got a long way to go. Watching the game today, the announcers are saying how much they still believe in Eli. 
I think that's a huge <laughs> mistake. I think Eli's trash is done. Uh, that's actually an interesting debate, too, whether uh, Eli Manning deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. I mean, I'm a Cowboys fan, so I'm biased. I say hell no, but I think a lot of people do think that he's in that camp. Uh, but I think their their offense is, is still a long way from being uh, from being high-powered, so I'd still go good with that. Okay. Uh, one, one last question before we let you go. Um, what do you think is going to be the outcome of your season next year? I know you probably want to say championship, but uh, after looking how this year went, I mean, and it's always up in the air, but give me some, just give me something here. I think a lot of it's going to depend. One thing I regretted looking back on this year is my pre-draft research. So I went in to the draft you know, I, I try to look at guys, try to look at depth chart, but there were just some big misses that I that I thought, especially like so. Thielen kind of had this injury looming around him that I wasn't sure about. I didn't do enough research into. Obviously, ended up having a great year. So I think it all depends on the draft, and kind of a lot of it's I feel like luck, where it just in the in last year when I did really well, I had a lot of guys that just came to me at the right moment. I had Kareem Hunt like in the fifth round, and then ended up having a great year. I had. A lot of the guys I was targeting ended up falling to me. So really, it's so dynamic. You don't know where you're going to fall in the draft. Where am I going to get a pick? Where are you know guys that I'm targeting? Am I going to be able to get them where I want to get them? Waiver wires, yeah, yeah, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. being you know, I think on it's it's kind of an interesting thought to say, do you want to lose your first game of the season because that puts you in that because week one there's always a guy every single year. Philip Lindsay was the guy this year. You pick up Philip Lindsay, you can change your whole season. So, it's interesting. I I, I would say, um, you know, I'm looking at a plus 500 year, looking uh, to get to the playoffs and hopefully uh, get on that trophy. So, so you're saying you're you're finishing first, obviously. I'm I'm saying I'm gonna go and say nine and four regular season, <laughs> like third seed. You know, come on strong late, good good waiver wire pickups. Win the championship, you know. Got gotcha. you. Know, who who do you play against? Or actually, tell me this: Where did Carl and I finish? I'd say eleventh and twelfth. <laughs> I think Lee writes the ship. Lee is facing hope, me in the I championship. Hope, I hope he does, man. I hope Lee does turn it around next year. To be honest, he was in the championship uh, two years ago, I think, or last year. Yeah, he lost to me. Yeah, he <laughs> I hope he gets it right. Or maybe Devastators finds his login and then he can be in there against yeah, me. He, lo- he lost to me in the championship too. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, Matt, thanks for coming on. Uh, you got anything else to leave us with? or? Ah, I, uh, thanks for having me on. This has been uh, fun to be a part of. Fun. Uh, it's it's kind of cool to see you guys uh, go from – the group me kind of like suggestion to actually making this come to life. So, uh, yeah, keep it going. Love it. All right. Appreciate it, Maddie. Uh, much love. Keep listening. Keep uh, sending us questions. All right. I'm going to make a few announcements and then we're done. Um, coming up in the upcoming weeks, we're going to have a, a uh, playoff preview episode where we're going to look at the NFL and after today ends, we'll find out who's actually in the playoffs. We got a big game tonight: Colts versus Titans. Win or go home. It's a, game. essentially a playoff game. Um, so we'll look at that, and then following that, we're probably going to be doing some awards, uh, fantasy awards show. So we'll get that out to you too. Make sure you guys are subscribing and listening. Go to Google Podcasts, 
Uh, we're on Spotify and the Anchor app. Download the Anchor app because once you do, you can send us those voice messages and we can get those questions, put them into the, to the podcast and answer them for you. All right, I'm out. Yeah, uh, like he said, we'll see you next week. Later.